I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Perfect topic, perfect show for Fitness Disrupted. We're going to talk about longevity. We're going to talk about what people do and what we should do to do what they do so we can be like they are specifically people who live to be 90 100 and beyond you know the show is about so many things but the umbrella would be what longevity and not just longevity not just adding years to our lives but yes adding life to our years and The misconception is that it's all about genetics, that you have no control. It's another show, more science, that's going to say no. And I know that's stressful to people. We're going to talk about stress. But that's stressful because it's up to you. Yes, genetics play a role. But I'm going to cite more statistics on how much. And that yes... We can do a huge amount to even mitigate bad genetics, all right? And so, you know, longevity comes down to several things. And that's why this show is not just about one thing. That's why I don't study just one thing. It's exercise, it's nutrition, it's cognition, our mental health, and it's all the behaviors that go into that. And so today's show is a little unique in that it's a study, but it's it's a it's an ongoing study that I'm gonna reference. And I'm gonna give you the five habits that they have found that people who live to be 90, 100 and beyond, specifically for the study, it's it's 100 and beyond. But what do they have in common? And then I'm gonna there's there's this awesome calculator that you can take. Now take it with a grain of salt, of course. But I'm gonna read you the questions. I'm going to read you the questions and you take it online and it's going to tell you how old you could potentially live to be. Now, again, we take that number with a grain of salt, but what you're going to see from the questions, you're going to learn. You're going to learn from the questions. You're going to see how many shows I have done on these questions because these questions are based on science. And when you do, I think it's 40 some odd questions, somewhere around there, maybe a little less, maybe a couple more. I'm not sure. Uh, you're going to see how many we control and that when you stack all of these little things, that's where success and health and wellness and a lifetime of it comes from. It's not one thing. It's not one fad diet or one workout. It's all of the above. It's excessive moderation. And that doesn't sell books. I'm still in this horrible process of my agent submitting my book to publishers. And you always will get rejections. I don't care who you are. But in the health and wellness world, I hate to say it, but it's absolutely true. And it's never been more true, I would argue, than ever before. Because I've been doing this for a while, writing books for a while. Is the publishing industry is complicit. They're complicit. They're trying to give you and want to give you the fast, get fit quick, fad whatever. 
And that's a problem. But I digress, <laughs> kind of. So, yes, if you've listened to my podcast, we look at the science, we look at real world, and we look at those who have accomplished something. If you want to accomplish something, what do you do? You look at people who have accomplished that. Now, you don't just look at one person, right? You look at a handful of people, hopefully, and then you look for what? Commonalities. What do they have in common? What do those people who have accomplished what I want have in common? And that goes for business, that goes for anything, health included. And so I love the studies that look at specifics, sleep, nutrition, strength, training, cardio. We can and have and will look at all of those. But I especially like books like The Blue Zones, which is exactly what this is about. And it, it goes right to The Blue Zones as well. Blue Zones, those of you who don't know, started with a researcher who was circling places in the world with a blue pen where people lived to be uh, lived really long lives, really long, healthy lives. And yes, then he said, what do these people, or he asked, what do these people have in common? And it's connected to today's show. Of course it is, because it's the same group, same same subject group, right? Not specifically, but the same cohort, type of cohort, older people living long, healthy, happy lives. And so what it's going to come down to, let me read you a line actually from one of the, the parts of the, the research, increases your chances of living to 90 could boil down to your behaviors, not just genetics, research shows. Let me read it again. Increasing your chances of living to 90 could boil down to your behaviors. What I said at the start of the show, not just genetics, research shows. That's a great thing. That's why I end every show talking about what we control. Our behaviors, our choices. Interesting stats. One in 5,000 people in the U.S. are, it's a tough word for me to say, centenarians or people who are 100 or older, Here's what's really interesting too. Nine, about nine out of 10 are women. <laughs> you lucky women, or maybe not luck, right? It's not, it's not genetic. Luck and genetics play a part, right? Of course, but let's get right to it. This study, which is the largest and most in-depth of its kind, looked at and tracked, followed, is following, has tracked over 2,000 people aged 100 and older since 1995. Why? To see what they have in common, to contribute, to help them live a longer and better life. All right. And this one is the New England Centenarian Study, largest and most comprehensive study of centenarians and their families in the world. If you go to their website, what are they looking? What, what are they looking for? To discover the secrets of a long, healthy, and happy life. Okay, they have two major studies within this. It's the New England Centenarian Study, again, 1995, and the Multi-Center Long Life Family Study, which is uh, out of the Boston Medical Center, uh, or the Boston Medical Center is one of the five study sites, and that was established back in 2006. All right. And there's also another study 
and this comes up in the blue zones, by the way, such an interesting group, subject group. Uh, they track the behaviors of adherence to a religious group, the Seventh-day Adventists, okay? It's like this great group to study when it comes to health and wellness and longevity. And for them, uh, followers of the religion tended to live between the ages uh, of 86 and 90, regardless of sex, uh, race, ethnicity. Oh, wait, not sex. I just threw that in there. <laughs> I don't know why. That's not one of them. It's race, ethnicity, and socioeconomic status. And the commonality was what? They all strictly followed the five behaviors that I'm going to outline shortly. Okay? One really interesting, noteworthy quote that I have to bring to light because I've heard this over the years. Uh, and it's uh, one of the researchers in the, uh, the study, the New England Centenarian Study, and he says, um, some, several people had reservations about living a long life, which prevented them from seeing the value of maintaining healthy behaviors. I can't say how important this is and how prevalent this is. I mean, here it says several people. This has been my experience. People go, why bother? It doesn't matter. What are the huge focuses of my show is to bring you studies over and over and over again to show you that it does matter, that the small things are not small, that you have control, okay? His direct quote, some people think that the older you get, the sicker you get, and that they wouldn't want to live to that age. And that's actually very flawed reasoning. And here's a line that I have never heard, and it is amazing. He says, actually, the older you get, the healthier you you've been how amazing is that line the older you get the healthier you've been and i have to finish uh with uh before i get into the five points with the genetic component because so many people it's my genetics can't escape it genetics play a notable role he says of course but listen to this this is so how many times do i talk about the words just and only when it comes to exercise right the quote is only about 75% of living to around 90 is going to be your health-related behaviors, said the researcher. Only 75%? I would argue the average person believes it's completely the opposite. That about 25% of living to 90 is going to be your health-related behaviors. Everything else is genetics. I, I, <laughs> it actually blew me away when I read that line for the first time with the word only only that's insane 75% you tell the vast majority of people that and don't back it up with anything they're not going to believe you you say i don't believe you they're going to look at their family history and things like that it's a part don't get me wrong it's a part but not only is it not as big a part as people think but thanks to epigenetics and things like that through behavioral change we can even alter those genetics in a certain way. All right, so what are they? Let's get right to it. Five daily practices to up your chances of living to 90 is one of the headlines. Five daily practices. Practices, what does that mean? Things you can do. It's not your genetics. Things you can do. Number one, manage your stress levels. Manage your stress levels, stress, anxiety, one of my favorite topics, 
especially when it comes to sports performance, but performance in life. I've been studying it for decades and will continue to study it for decades. I've done many shows on it. Stress is a choice. Stress is a process. That makes people angry when you tell certain people that. Because they go, no, I'm really stressed. As if they don't have a choice. I'm not saying it's not challenging, whatever you're going through. But one of the most valuable parts, valuable components of my racing and running across the Grand Canyon and back twice and doing crazy things like that is you learn that stress is a choice. And I'm oversimplifying the concept just right now, but stress is a choice. Stress is a process. Can I handle this? It's a, it's a, you can take it down to a flow chart. And the more confident we get, the more hard things we do, do hard things. Steve Magnus book, if you haven't read it or listened to the podcast I did with him, you have to. We can control that. We can control it in many ways. Exercise, meditation, breathing, self-talk. Podcast I did way back about how I live my life as if I'm wearing, as if I've got a heart rate monitor around my chest. I know you can have it on your wrist, and I do. <laughs> it's not accurate for me, but bear with me. <laughs> chest, heart rate monitor. I never allow, my goal is to not allow any circumstance, occurrence, interaction, someone cutting me off in traffic to raise my heart rate. That's how I live my life. Am I perfect at it? Of course not. Am I better than most? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And so manage your stress levels. I will talk over and over about that. And you go, oh, it's so, yeah, guess what, people? The answers, these five daily practices are simple in their content. It's the execution that is so challenging for people. But not impossible by any stretch. And we'll talk more about that. Number two, I, I'm, this is the one I don't do well at all. Get good sleep. I need to work on that. I know that. And that I'm proud of too is we need to know our weaknesses. We need to be honest about our weaknesses. I don't sleep enough. Never have. Trying to work on it. I nap because I go to bed late. I get up early. And my schedule is such that in my studio and my office, I have a special couch that folds down so I can catch naps. But we gotta get good sleep. I mean, look at this. Are these, are these hacks? Are these secrets? No. Number three, shocking I know, eat healthy. And they say stick to the one I do, Mediterranean diet, or they say keto type diet. I'm gonna, say the type is very important, keto type, but they follow that up to say that foregrounds, whole foods, healthy fats, lots of fruits and vegetables, also exo uh, avoid excessive red meat. How often have I talked about that? Yes, I follow a Mediterranean diet before I even knew what a Mediterranean diet was because I was looking at the research, talking about whole foods and lean sources of protein and you know fruits and vegetables, very simple. And so I started eating that way and then I found out there's a name for it, Mediterranean diet, okay? Whole foods, 
Healthy fats. Fats are not the enemy. Carbs are not the enemy. Meat in moderation. Everything in moderation. If you don't want to eat meat, so be it. That's fine. Just get everything in you need to. All the vitamins and, and you know, study up on it. But eat healthy. So let's go. What are the first three? Manage stress. Get sleep. Eat healthy. Are you kidding me? This is it? Number four. Exercise often. <laughs> <laughs> and they say strength training twice a week and aerobic exercise three times a week. Now, now, now this took my breath away again. Even if for just 10 minutes a day. What are the words <laughs> I say we have to take out? They have to stop. Okay. Just 10 minutes a day. No, even 10 minutes a day or just say 10 minutes a day. Let's, let's reword that and read it. Exercise often, strength training twice a week, and aerobic exercise three times a week, 10 minutes a day. Or more. How's that? That's why my book, my most recent book is the micro workout plan that many people said it's not enough. I love it. Five minute workout. Sure. You can do five, you can do 10, 15, 30, but they don't have to be consecutive. And you get in what you can get in when you can get it in. It's about movement. And you know what? I keep saying and will continue to say the term exercise, I want to go away. I don't say I exercise. People ask me if I exercise, but I never use that term or rarely if ever use that term in my daily vernacular. I say I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go bike ride. It's not exercise. It's something I enjoy mentally and physically. So take the word just out and know the value of five, 10, even two minutes. Depends on what you do, right? Two minutes of core exercises done. Sim that's hard. Two minutes of push-ups. <laughs> it's hard, right? So exercise and twice a week, you know, yeah. Two full body, two to three full body Workouts a week. I'm for that. I don't like the aerobic exercise three times a week, but that's what they found these people do. And if you really dig into it, they're just moving all day long and they're not going to the gym. Not to say you shouldn't, but it's more about what you do all day. All right, number five, refrain from smoking. People, that's it. Those are the five. That doesn't sell books the way... <laughs> publishers want but that's the problem the solutions are not sexy but effective right final time these are the five daily practices manage your stress get good sleep eat healthy exercise refrain from smoking that's incredible yet it's not Yet this is why I know with the pushback on my <laughs> current book that's out to publishers is because I'm pushing back on the fitness industry, not to be an iconoclast people with the facts, facts like calorie counters are off and you can't outrun, you, you know, your fork, things like that. If it were working, we wouldn't be in the position we're in. We have more food than ever before, which is good and bad. We have more uh, content and access to equipment and, and 
home workouts, and everything, and that's a good and a bad thing. All right? I'm going to go quickly because I want you to hear them, and then you can take the test that's in the um, description wherever you're listening to this podcast. So the if you want to take the calculator, again, with a grain of salt, but it's based on science. It said I was going to live past 100, way past, <laughs> but... It's so valuable to hear the questions, all right? And they break it down to personal, lifestyle, nutrition, medical, and family, okay? So here we go. Let's get them all in, all right? Personal, what is your marital status, okay? How many new relationships, friendships have you developed over the last 12 months? I'm just going to go through these questions. I'm not going to give you much more than that. I'll occasionally, uh, you know, talk about them, but I'll summarize it at the end of each um group of questions, okay? How do you usually cope with your stress? Below is a list of typical sources of stress. Check all that you feel are currently stressful to you. How would you characterize your sleep habits? How much formal education have you had? Hours per week that you work at your job, including your commute? Are you optimistic about your aging or pessimistic? And do you regularly engage in brain activities that are both new and challenging to you? like learning a new subject, playing someone in a hard game, such as chess or Scrabble, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let me go. Th so this is like the most complex out of the five groups, I would argue. So marital connections, friends, we're talking connections. That's in the blue zones. We need, we're social people. That I also have a problem with because I like going out for bike rides and runs by myself. I know that I need more. So not only do I need to improve my sleep, I need to improve the number of social connections I have. Then it talks about stress sleep. Yes, education plays a role because you learn more about what we should do. That's part of it. Then optimism about aging and then brain activity. So there's a lot in there. I've done podcasts on all of those things and we'll continue to do them as well. All of those things are under our control for the most part. Marital, all those things. We got to work on the connections. We got to work on controlling our stress, sleeping better, optimism, and doing challenging things mentally. All right, lifestyle. How is the air quality where you live? Can't really control that. Um, how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? How many cups of tea do you smoke? Uh, if you do, how many do you smoke a day? What is your exposure to secondhand smoke? Um, how many days a week do you consume alcohol? Do you take aspirin? Do you wear sunscreen? Besides brushing your teeth, do you floss? All things we control. Okay, all things we control, smoking, tobacco, right? Aspirin, I don't take aspirin. I don't want to get too deep into many of these things, but I will bring them back up. I want to give you a broad overview, though, of this um, calculator. Nutrition, how much do you weigh? How tall are you? And I love this number th three. Do you bodybuild or strength train to the degree that your body mass index is high because of muscle, not because of fat? It's the first time I've ever read where they're not using BMI. BMI works because most people aren't lifting weights to the degree that their body mass index is high because of muscle. But many, some are. Okay, awesome that it's in there. How many servings of processed meats, of fast foods do you have? How many servings of dairy? Do you snack between meals? And then they go into specifics. How often per week do you have red meat? How often do you eat sweets such as? They go through those. What about carbohydrates like white bread, blah, blah, blah? Do you believe you have a diet that leads to weight gain? 
Do you take iron either as a supplement um, or as a multivitamin? How many days a week do you exercise? Um, and during your leisure time, are you involved in these activities? Again, things we control. So it's about diet. It's basically, are you eating a whole foods type diet? Are you exercising? You know, what's your diet and activity like? Medical. Now it goes, do you have a bowel movement at least once uh, every two days? Do you regularly screen for cancer? Okay, so they're looking at your habits um, as far as uh, medical goes. What is your HDL? What is your LDL? What is your systolic blood pressure? What is your diastolic? Do you know whether you have diabetes? Have you had a heart attack? Uh, and when did you have your last doctor's appointment? Looking at, are you taking care of yourself if you can? And not everyone can, but we need to do all of these things and to know these numbers and control these numbers. Okay, HDL, LDL, so many of these things, diet and exercise play a huge role. Okay, finally, and so interestingly, family. You know how many questions there are? Three. The genetic component, three. That speaks volumes. How many members of your immediate family have diabetes or have had a heart attack? Does cancer run in your family? And concerning longevity in your family, uh, which of the following fits you best, okay? There you go. So if you wanna take this calculator, I highly recommend it. Again, going through, and it will, I, I took it myself, and it spat out that you gotta give your email and stuff. Um, so just know that, uh, but it's, it's noteworthy. Just taking it. And I think, actually, I don't think you even have to, to, do, the, to do the notes for the show. I went back and just went through. So you might not have to put um, information in there if you don't want to. You can scroll through it. Not quite sure. Anyway, five habits. I know it's not sexy. I know it's not a hack. I know it's not, oh my gosh. But that should be a great thing. Manage your stress. Get sleep. Eat healthy. Exercise. Don't smoke. Live to 90 and beyond. Yeah. And the stress is so important. And that's why I exercise first and foremost to feel better, to, to minimize, mitigate stress. Stress is no good. And when we exercise, we eat better, we feel better, we start to lose weight. It's all connected regardless of what you read. And that's a huge problem is they try to pull the component parts out. Now, got like a couple minutes real quickly. They say when I got my results back that I need to minimize or cut out caffeinated coffee consumption completely. That goes against what the research shows, like majorly goes against it. So take this with a grain of salt. I'm going to point out what I think are flaws. That's one. Uh, it says I need to take an aspirin every day. We'll talk more about that later. I don't write now. Um, so these are the negatives for me. Uh, sun, too much sun. I'd agree with that. Uh, I'm outside. Uh, I need to floss more. 100%. <laughs> I totally need to floss more. I'm aware of my shortcomings and I'm working on it. Um, for me, it said I needed to get the weight down, but I must have not checked the right box about um, muscle. Um, iron is likely an age accelerator, which is interesting. Stopping iron supplement. Uh, I take a multivitamin. I don't take an iron supplement, so I don't know if that applies to me. Um, and they said my diastolic was high, which it's not. Uh, it's really helpful information. The only one I have a problem with, with the current research, is caffeine. And, and that really surprises me. Minimizing or cutting out your caf caffeinated coffee consumption. Uh, yeah, I 
That's the only one. Everything else is super helpful people. So this is science. <laughs> this is not what you see in social media and things that are iconic, the iconoclasts who go against the conventional wisdom. It is about excessive moderation. It's about putting all of these component parts together. It's about finding the movement you like, about finding the strength training you enjoy, about eating a whole foods diet, minimizing meat, 80-20 with just about everything, okay? That is what, it, what, it, what it's about, and that's what the science shows. And I know, as I said at the beginning of the show, that adds stress to people. Because you want to blame it. You want to say, no, 25% I have. 75% is genetics that I can't escape. No, it's the opposite. And there's different numbers, but those are pretty close to what I see. You know, 30%, 20% genetics. We're in control, and that's awesome. Let's wrap it up. This is all great news. You don't have to deprive yourself. You don't have to do stuff you don't want to do. You have to give it time. It's a journey, it changes, and it's your journey, and it's going to be your program. Based on this science, though, there are buckets. Cardio, strength, healthy eating, but you're going to find something within all those buckets that works for you, all right? Tom H. Fit is Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Questions, comments, reach out. Please subscribe, follow, rate, whatever way you can support the show. Greatly appreciated. And that's it. You can also go to teamholland.com or fitnessdisrupted.com. Email me through the site. Remember, there's three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind. And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist. Believe in yourself.